Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Horror Obsessive Podcast. I'm one half of your hosting duo, JP Nunez, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Sean Parker. How's it going, Sean? lovable Sean Parker. Come on. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) How's it going, Sean? How is... Merry Christmas. Happy New yeah, Year. Yeah, Merry Christmas, man. Um, how, was, how was your Christmas? Did you do anything? Not so bad. Um, I, uh, what, I really like, what I really liked about this Christmas over many of my past ones is that I got to spend a lot more time at home having sort of like a holiday season versus okay. nice, like nice. running around everywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, right. So, no, it was great. Like, me and my, my brothers hung out. We played... Uh, we play the old PlayStation games, like PlayStation Ooh. one and two games on my PlayStation nice. two from what, like, what, you know, what games? Uh, we played burnout three sled storm, um, Simpsons hit and run. And oh, I used to love that die one. hard trilogy because yeah. Ooh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We're, nice. uh, we have, we have some, uh, strange nostalgia for those games. So, <laughs> Hey, you know, any nostalgia is good nostalgia. Yeah, I suppose. I, I guess. <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it sounds good. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like yeah. something that you'd hang next to the the thing that says live, laugh, love in your Exactly. Hallway, you know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a motivational saying. Yeah. Make posters of it. <laughs> All right. So this is a very special edition of Ooh, this the is. Intensive Podcast. Uh, we're doing things a little bit differently this week. Um Start off, we are not going to really mention uh, anything that's that's been on Hobbs uh, lately because uh, everybody kind of just took a, a small hiatus. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're just sort of uh, we're also just sort of waiting for things to sort of get out of the uh, the holiday mood back into the horror mood. So yep, um, yep. that's what this podcast is all about. Um, we are about to tell you our favorite movies of the year and and then later on we're going to give you a little clue into what we're looking forward to in the coming year so that's what sh- that's what's in store for you this week <laughs> all right i can't wait so ready <laughs> yeah who starts <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'll start i'll start so my number five best horror movie of 2022 is pearl did you see this one, Sean? Honestly, I tried to watch it last night because I was trying. I was trying to fit as many <laughs> films okay. into this list as possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got about ten minutes through it, and I'm just a tired boy. So ah, uh, okay. okay. Um, yeah, I, 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 I love this one. Did Did you see X? Yes. Yeah. As a okay, matter of fact, yeah. I got a I got a copy of X from from Lionsgate. Which thank you, Lionsgate. Oh, oh, uh, you reviewed the Blu- you reviewed the Blu-ray, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so Pearl is, obviously, it's a lot like X. You know, it's the, it's the prequel to X. It's about how uh, Pearl, the, the old lady character from X, like how she kind of got started as a horror villain. So it's set during the, like during World War I. Um, her husband, uh, I forgot his name off the top of my head. He's, he's off, off at war and she's at home helping her family. And whatnot, and she wants to be a star, but she's not, and so she becomes a psycho killer instead, pretty much. 
Um, I love this movie. I thought it was, it, it worked on pretty much every level. It had great horror. And especially, I think what really elevated it was Mia Goth's performance as Pearl. Like she, she was good in X, especially because she played two roles. But in Pearl, she's just, she's just on another level. Um, in particular, there's, there's this monologue towards the end of the movie that it's not quite the best monologue of the year. We're going to get to that in another movie today. <laughs> I, I think in a, you in know a horror movie? There's oh, yeah. Horror movie monologues, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it pretty much rivals any monologue I've ever seen. Uh, so Mia Goth pretty much single-handedly made this one of the best movies, not just horror movies, but really one of the best movies in any genre of the year that I've seen. So that that's my pick for number five. Yeah, no, so I watched um, 10 minutes of it, or <laughs> 20 <laughs> minutes of it. Um, what I really liked was I loved the color in it because it really mm, looks like that color yeah. pop. Like it, mm-hmm. it definitely looks like there was definitely some Wizard of Oz influence on this mm-hmm. um, from what I've, oh, yeah. like I said, I've only watched the beginning of it, but mm-hmm. I do want to finish it. So yeah, <laughs> that's always a good sign. Definitely um, finish it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. Like I said, I, I've been wanting to watch it for a while, so it's uh, it's definitely on my list. That and there's there's like a couple of them, like the Green Knight too. I I didn't get to, and I you was haven't like, seen that the Green Knight yet. Yeah, <laughs> sure. That was like twelve years ago. Was it? It was last. I thought year. that was this year. <laughs> Is that not this year? <laughs> no, it, it, it was it was last year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I might be. I I I sometimes exaggerate things a little. Yeah, a little bit. bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen yeah. your reviews. but yeah no watch the green knight it's awesome yeah uh, i had another friend that literally just watched it and i was like i gotta watch that one Mm. it's great it's great i'm I'm really so that's the whole thing is like when you're sent you know we we do very well with b movies so i i get a lot of those and so i watch Mm -hmm. a lot of b movies and um sometimes you get good ones and some yeah most times you don't so yeah exactly <laughs> but yeah, that's I know, kind of I stuff guess. i like anyway so it's that's okay with me anyway let me start uh my number five movie is uh swallowed um swallowed yeah so i saw this one at uh fantasia this year and oh okay yeah so it's from the director of the ruins i'm not familiar with that one either the ruins with jenna yeah. malone with, from like 2009 where they go to the like you know say the Mayan temple no yeah Carter Smith was the director and so this is um this was a really interesting uh <laughs> movie it's first of all Mark Patton from uh Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is in it oh, um okay. Jenna Malone is also in this as well uh and really it's about these two uh drug running uh, guys that they've been best friends their entire life. One's straight, the other's gay. And the straight one has started developing feelings for the gay one. And especially as he's about to leave for Los Angeles to try to make it big in, as a, in the porn industry. So um, he's doing one last job for his friend uh, running drugs between the canadian and american border uh he doesn't know what he's running and it turns out to be these like 
these worms <laughs> that like can, hmm. can get you stoned. And it's so the the story is actually based off of one of Carter Smith's uh, shorts, short films. In if I can remember the name of that, um, Bug Crush. And it, it was um, the first two acts are so tense. Uh, the performances are raw and emotional and and great. And the third act is just it kind of wilds out. It kind of just gets like just it's out there. And I, <laughs> I don't want to give anything away because hmm. I think people should see this movie. Um, okay. Okay. So this is this uh, this one's one of my absolute favorites. Uh, so, so Mark Patton one... is a is a has like the best character in this movie really? okay. yeah okay. um like i think it's funny because like we really like mark Patton got kind of like ostracized from from film after like nightmare on elm street 2 and and mm-hmm. here he is and i'm talking about how fantastic his performance is in this movie so okay. um yeah w- way to come back mark <laughs> cool so so is swallowed uh has it gotten a, a release date yet or is it still uh... I'm not sure. Do us peons still have to wait I, to see? I want to say it did. Um, it doesn't say here on, on uh, IMDb, but uh, I, I think it. I do think it came out. Um, not a hundred percent on that. It might okay. still be waiting for distribution. But this was All a right. this was a good one. All right, cool. I have to keep an eye out for it. All right, so up to number four. Uh, my number four is. Ooh, this is a movie I know you saw. Resurrection. <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. That's my number four as well. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. all right, great. All right, that'll save us some time. Yeah. So, okay. all right. I love this movie. Oh, this man, movie, this oh movie my God. Is, I, saw this so good. At, I saw this at Sundance last year, mm-hmm. and immediately, like, I was like, this, I was like, this is the best movie, hands down, that I'm going to see this year. It's really yeah, it's, <laughs> I said. It's so good, yeah. It's definitely know, one of them. Oh. I mean, Rebecca, uh, so for those of you who don't know what it's about, it's about this woman. She's played by Rebecca Hall. She seems very confident. She kind of has her life together and everything. Um, but then a guy from her past comes back into her life, a guy who she was in an abusive relationship with, and her life starts to unravel from there. And if you haven't seen it yet, we probably shouldn't say any more about the plot. It's best for you to experience it as it happens right in front of you. Um, But man, Rebecca Hall, her performance in this is just, I mean, so I I gushed about Mia Goth in Pearl. Rebecca (laughs) Hall is better. And her monologue at the end of this movie, or not at the end, but in this movie, is better than Mia Goth's. That's that's the monologue. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. So I mean, the, the I, thing there's a lot to like about about this movie, but mm-hmm. I will tell you that I hadn't seen I, before Resurrection. I hadn't seen The Night House, and I know oh, that, that was a big one yeah. for the year. But prior, oh, um, yeah. I went right back and like literally probably within the next week, I ended up watching it because Rebecca Hall is so damn mm-hmm. good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so much to like about this movie. I agree with JP. We probably shouldn't say too much, but there is a lot of like psychological elements. This isn't just like a, a mm-hmm. slash and dash uh, oh, yeah, killer no. experience. It does have mm-hmm. it does have a couple of moments of, um, I'd say grotesquery. Um, the you know the oven scene and the um, the end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but all in all, th- this is this is a movie about um, 
toxicity, emotional trauma, and um, just just dealing with with stuff that just sort of happens. Um, it, it's it's good. It's just so. One other thing I loved about it is that when Rebecca Hall explains what the guy did to her, I mean, she, she's just talking. It's her giving the monologue and she's just talking about it, but it is so, it's so messed up that it's, it, it's kind of scary. Like just hearing her talk about it, you know? Oh, I'll agree. So I, I mean, one of the things uh, that I really think about a lot from this movie is Rebecca's performance and Tim Roth's performance. First of all, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. a huge Tim Roth fan. Oh yeah, too. we got to mention him too. Yeah. So um, these two together, match made in heaven, acting mm-hmm. wise. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> after you see the movie, you might not <laughs> might not think so much in reality. So the I just I, I'm blown away by this one. The like mm-hmm. this, I watched this last January, and we're talking about it a year later. So I think it's. I think it's yeah, a special. Yeah. Well, if you saw it last January, it'd be two years later. I mean, oh, you mean, you mean this past this January? This past January, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, <laughs> so oh, January 2022. Okay. I mean, when, when you say last January, I thought you meant like January before. Because you said you saw okay, it at Sundance so when last year. George Michael says, last Christmas I gave you my heart. Does he mean the Christmas before? <laughs> right, but, but no, but here's the thing. You said you saw this last year. I saw so, this last January. No, you it's, said, not, it's not January. No, you said last yet. year. You said last I said last year. January, and we're talking about it almost no, no, a year no, later. No, 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 but before you Play said you saw it last tape. year. <laughs> when, 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 when I first mentioned it, you I said might not you have said it right. Year. I don't know. I... Right, right, right. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that's why I thought you meant two Januaries ago. But gotcha. either way, either way, the point is if you guys haven't seen this movie, um, it's on Shudder, it's a Shudder exclusive. Um, so if you have Shudder, watch it. If you don't have Shutter, rent the movie or get Shutter to watch it. Yes, exactly. absolutely worth, absolutely yeah. worth the price of a rental yep. or buy it or something because mm-hmm. you'll probably want to watch it a couple times. Oh yeah, oh yeah. All right, so that's Resurrection. That is both of our number fours. <laughs> All right, so on to number three. Uh, so my number three, um, a lot of people might not like this because it's not really a horror movie. But we covered it on Horror Obsessive. Uh, you and me both wrote about it, actually. And since this is my list, um, I don't care what you guys think. So my number three movie, horror movie of the year, is The Batman. The Batman. Yeah, no, I would, yeah. I, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah, with yeah. you. Uh, sort of crime thriller, you know? Yeah, yeah, crime thriller with like some slasher-esque elements. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's, of, it's close like, enough. It's, it's seven. Like, let's put it, it's Batman Presents Seven. <laughs> yeah, basically, with, with a bit of the strangers mixed in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of like little uh, the strangers at the beginning for sure. Like when mm-hmm. uh, Paul yeah, Dano yeah. just like appears behind that dude. And, uh, yeah, and you're just standing there. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I um, I, I really liked this. Uh, oh, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. you should tell me. What you, it's your it's your pick, so you should <laughs> tell me what you like. Uh, yeah. I won't... <laughs> oh man. So so what I loved about it, um, man, there's so much to love about this movie. Uh, the horror. You know, it, it's not exact. It's not strictly a horror movie, but the Riddler, who's the villain in this one, the Riddler is—he's basically a slasher villain, 
And yeah, the movie doesn't show us all the grisly details of his murders, but what it does show us is is pretty intense. You know, it. I mean, it's PG thirteen, so don't expect too much from it. But within no. the bounds of PG thirteen, it's it's pretty hardcore. So know? that's funny that you say that because I could easily see this movie getting an R rating if it just sort of went a little further. Oh yeah, um, definitely. It, it, which it stretches the I bounds. Get, of PG-13. I get why superhero movies don't do that, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, no. Um, this this is very it's a brutal batman film um yeah, i don't yeah. think that we've and i think that's what makes it different from any of the christopher nolans mm-hmm. it's it's gritty it's yeah, you know like it i said it's yeah, a crime it's, thriller it's, a crime it's thr- not mm-hmm. really yeah yeah it, yeah and, 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 and um, speaking of oh no go on what were you gonna say oh i was gonna say so as like a batman fan i watch all i, I watch all of those like dc comic book movies that they put out too like uh the long Halloween and uh, oh, like the, the animated the, ones. Yeah, I watch all of those. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, this was supposed to be they had tr- they had been trying to make like a year one Batman for so long, and this is really what it came out to be. This is a little bit, yeah, pretty much year one, a little bit long Halloween, a little bit of like a couple other things mm-hmm. like thrown in. And mm-hmm. um, I, I thought that the, I think Reeves just did a fantastic job. There was some for mm-hmm. sure. I have some nitpicks about it. The, I mean, the big thing course. is. The scene at the end where they're standing, like they have both of their motorcycles and they're on top of like a church. Like, oh, and I go, yeah. they literally brought their, for this shot, they brought their motorcycles up to the top of this. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, they need, you know, it, they, they kill two birds with one stone. They get their workouts in carrying their motorcycles to the top of the church. Come on. <laughs> and they get Robert to the Robert Pattinson. I mean, he didn't even, he didn't even like want to work out to be Batman. He was like, I'm going to be Batman. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was, he was joking about that. Um, no, he didn't work out to be bad. He didn't want to work out. So no, like, I, I'm, no, he he was when he, I know he said that, but I, I'm pretty sure I remember he that he later said that he was joking about that. That he actually. No, I hope so. I, I really do. I like. I actually <laughs> um, like him. So. Um, oh, he, he's. I know a lot I, I, of I've, I've out never there, seen, well. Yeah, I've. I, I think, or, or I have seen him in other stuff. He's. I've seen him in the lighthouse, but. In this movie, he's 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 a great Batman. Like I said in my review, he I think is my favorite Batman. This is not my favorite Batman movie, but I think he is my favorite Batman. He's 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 brutal, you know. Like it's not just the villain who's brutal in this movie. Batman himself, like when he goes to town on people, you know, even when he just walks into like the room, he just has this presence to him that you know not to mess with the guy. Yeah, what I, I will, I, so that's something that like Christian Bale kind of has, but I think uh, Pattinson does a lot better is that he Mm -hmm. has that sort of Bruce Wayne charisma and um, Batman attitude. Like it works. Mm -hmm. I think it works for Pattinson. So, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. All right, cool. So that's my number three. So, Sean, what's yours? Nope. Oh, really? I loved Nope. Um, okay, okay. I, I'm pretty sure everybody knows what Nope's about by now, or if they don't, well, you well, are in for a ride. Um, yeah, oh yeah. So it it starts off with, uh, well, I won't start off with, with what it actually starts off with, because that cold open's pretty good. Um, but there's these uh, two kids, boy and a girl, that uh, their dad leaves his business to. 
after he passes. And they're they're sort of in the Hollywood scene. They rent horses to big Hollywood productions. And while they're on the set of one getting fired from one and trying to make money by selling the horse to a sort of sideshow, they start witnessing some strange phenomena and decide that, you know, they're going to be the first to film it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, um, horror ensues, I guess. (laughs) Without spoiling it, that's about the most you can say. (laughs) Um, there's so much good stuff. There was so Mm -hmm. much about this that I loved. Um, I, to me, I think Jordan Peele's just, he just keeps getting better. Um, I loved Get Out. I loved Us. (laughs) I loved this. Mm Um, so this one had a lot to do with like sort of, um, black actors who situationally in Westerns not been treated well. Um, they're always playing, um, sort of slave characters or, uh, other (laughs) characters that Mm -hmm. they're, uh, sort of appropriating. So they, uh, I kind of loved this as sort of a we're taking it back kind of movie. And, hmm. the, mm-hmm. you know, really how many, how often do you get a black Western, first of all, let alone a black horror Western? Um, yeah, just absolutely loved it. I, and um, the the ending, uh, especially with the theme of, of what the everything ends up being, mm-hmm. I... <laughs> I went ballistic. I just, I was like, <laughs> I was like, no way. I was literally freaking out in my room. I was like, this is so smart. This is so good. So, um, yeah, that's that's where I stand on Nope. And uh, if if you haven't seen it yet, this is uh, this is one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. Nope. So for me, Nope is um, it's in my top twenty. Uh, it's not nearly as high up on my list as as it is on yours. But I think that says more about how great this year was overall than it does about Nope itself. Because Nope was awesome. You know, like Sean said, if if you guys haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Uh, for me, I think the best thing about it was probably just the characters, like especially the the two leads. You know, they're played by Kiki Palmer and oh, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Um, Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, yeah. They're they're fantastic. Like, like, like so so when I saw it, they reminded me kind of of like a, a funny man, straight man comedy duo, except not comedy. <laughs> yeah, know? no, I, I know what you mean though. Like because yeah. um, what like Kiki Palmer's character is very outgoing and very mm-hmm. you know um, yeah sort of the mouthpiece right for mm-hmm. the the situation that they're in, and he's very much the straight man. He's just sort of yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly um, yeah. yeah. But uh, I also thought um, I'm just gonna I was gonna call him Glenn from The Walking Dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pretty much, he's Glenn, you know. Uh, he's great in it too. I can't think of his name. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen something or other. Stephen Yen. Yep, you're yes, right. We <laughs> well, I was um, half right. <laughs> yeah, he, he's great in it too, and um, mm-hmm. I, I do, and even uh, the guy that comes in and starts installing the cameras and things like like. There's oh, so many good yeah, little yeah. characters in this that mm-hmm. have been that are made into this movie, and uh, yeah, it's uh, I loved it because it's it's sort of this it's it's definitely a melting pot of characters. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, awesome, awesome. So that's our number threes. Uh, so on to number two. Um, 
So my number two is actually a movie that I first saw last year. And when I say last year, I mean last year. <laughs> um, why, is it, why is this one of your favorites of 2022 then? <laughs> so, so here's the thing. So I saw this at Fantasia last year. And, uh, but it, it was released here in the States this year. And so my kind of best of the year philosophy is that I like to only include movies that were released to the public, not movie, like not just festival movies. Um, I will not be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that that's, that's fine, but that, that's just kind of my, my way of doing it. Um, so this is a movie that I saw last year and it blew me away. Um, it's All the Moons. This is a vampire movie from Spain um, it's, 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 it, it's a drama. It's, it's a like drama horror, uh, kind of yeah. in the vein of let the right one in almost. I, yeah. I, I know this movie. Um, this yeah, one, yeah. so uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I don't mean to cut you yeah, off, but I like it. this one go too. Yeah. I'm with you on mm-hmm. this one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it, it's about this girl. Uh, she gets turned into a vampire. It's set. Um, oh, when exactly is it set? Let me see. Uh, um, uh oh it's during some war uh <laughs> spanish civil war maybe i don't exactly Sounds remember right. yeah sure we'll go with that um anyway and she's she's in an orphanage uh and then her orphanage is bombed and she's dying and she gets turned and or, or a woman comes and saves her by turning her into a vampire and basically the rest of the movie is just about her search for love and acceptance as a vampire uh, she kind of goes from vampire clan to humans, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, it's just, so as far as the horror goes, there's not much. Um, there's like, there's really not any, there's no scares or anything. Um, it, it, it doesn't even have like that. It doesn't even have one big horror moment the way Let the Right One In does, like with, with that ending in the pool, you know? Uh, which is kind of my my one complaint with it. I wanted one legitimate horror moment, but we don't really get that. Um, but even even with that complaint, this movie's fantastic. It just just seeing this girl just yearn for love and acceptance is just something that really hit home for me. You know, um, it's something that I think really probably all of us uh, can relate to uh, on some level. Uh, and for me. It, it just, it, it was awesome. Uh, her performance was great. Uh, I said in my review that I think her performance rivals Daphne Keene in Logan, of uh, 2017's Logan. Uh, Daphne Keene was great, and she's the little girl who plays X-23. Um, so, and, you know, Daphne Keene is great, so saying that this girl is as good as her, I think that's that's some pretty high praise. Um, I think it, 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 it adds some cool little twists to the vampire lore. Uh, things we haven't really seen before, um, but at the end of the day, just the, just her her quest for love and acceptance is just it's fantastically executed, and I think it it really captures some like a, a, a universal human experience essentially. Hmm. So uh, I have a little story about about this one. Um, I saw this one after I saw. Uh, you won't be alone. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Have you seen that? Uh, I did. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, <laughs> I was not a fan of it. 
Yeah, I wasn't either. Um, I, I kind of just came away in the middle. Uh, first of all, because it just seemed so... <sighs> What's the word? Like, uh... Insincere, I guess? Mm, um, okay. So, uh, I watched... I watched You Won't Be Alone, and I had, um, I, I actually, I, I did a little review on it and stuff, too, and it just came away in the middle, like, it, um, stuff is discontiguous, it sort of moves around a little much, and, like, you're getting the idea behind the movie, which is, uh, You Won't Be Alone is sort of the same movie as All the Moons, except it's about a witch that's going mm-hmm. through sort of the same thing, and, and I like these kind of movies where they're using, like, they're kind of using the universal monster method of like trying to humanize people through um, these things that we've considered Mm -hmm. evil Mm -hmm. or or whatever. Like, um, and you won't be alone. Like I said, very much like all the moons. I thought all the moons had it all over though. Um, Mm -hmm. I watched, like I said, I watched that at Sundance and I, I just came out and I was like, meh like mm-hmm. it's okay like i like a lot of the people that are in it um and i like the message very much mm-hmm. but it just it, it something was just not right about it. like it just wasn't it was just missing something and it, that kept mm-hmm. nagging at me like while well, i'm watching it right, right. when i watched all the moons it felt like a complete experience um mm-hmm. you get to s- sort of feel um the idea that the, the little girl's never going to grow up you know, you sort of get that, and we're supposed to be feeling that in the other movie, and we don't get it as much. Like, mm-hmm. um, should, like the other, like in "You Won't Be Alone," you're getting this this girl that's very. Uh, she never has like a, a mother figure because the mother puts her away because the witch says she's going to take her and stuff like that. And and then in "To the Moons," she does. She has a mother. She has a mother figure. She finds a father figure. Um, the mother figure abandons her, sort of similarly. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's, um, and I think that ending is, I think that ending is haunted in, oh, uh, all the moons, all the moons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. just, yeah, just a haunted, like when she just walks out and she's at the lake and she knows that, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. so I, I agree with you. Um, this wasn't on my list for this year. I did. I do think that I saw it this year, but, mm-hmm. um, it didn't, I don't think it made my my list but that was that i i very much enjoyed that too mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah all right cool so what's uh what's your number two <laughs> so going in the opposite direction of <laughs> movies that have come out um skin of a rink is my number Ooh, two film. okay um really yeah so okay yeah, i love this movie um and i had already said i sort of gave gave a teaser last week that uh mm-hmm this was going to be on it. And, um, it's definitely, so there's very few movies where, and I was just saying this to JP right before we broadcasted. There's, there's so few movies where like the movie ends and I just put it on again. And that's exactly what I did with Skinner Marink is ended, started (laughs) and just watched it again. It's an experience. Um, I'm probably like, I'm probably overselling it. By the time that people are going to watch it, they're going to be like, mm, it was just okay. Um, but probably, <laughs> I think this movie is super scary. Like it doesn't do a whole lot because it makes you do the work. Um, hmm. It makes you stare into the darkness. It may, it, it 
gives you the creeps. You're creeping yourself out at that point, sitting in the darkness, looking into the darkness. Um, and that's it. And oh, I should probably tell them what it's about. Um, two kids wake up in a uh, house with no windows or doors and they're to find that their parents are missing. Um, and really what the movie does from there on in is makes this space that is their home into a nightmare and really just shows you the difference between uh, a house during the daytime and a house at night when it's silent and dark and throughout that the film, terrifying. it just gets darker. It is. It's so good. I can't wait for people to see it. <laughs> yeah. <okay. laughs> I, I mean, so, so, so before I was already looking forward to this movie because you say it's great. Brendan's review on the horror obsessive website, he says the best horror movie he's ever seen. So, so I was already really looking forward to this one, but you saying that it's about a house that just gets dark, essentially. That's like my, my biggest fear. Yeah. You and know? that's, that's what I think it, so it really is. Okay, it's just yeah, yeah. preying on, on people's fear of darkness. And uh, I'm really interested now. Yeah, it's it's good. <laughs> Ooh, okay, awesome. So for for those of you who don't know, um, this movie, like Sean said, uh, it's not out yet, but it's set to hit theaters on January thirteenth. So yep. just a few weeks away, actually. And Two then weeks. I think I think a few weeks after that, it is coming to Shutter. But this is one, and I, I will be going to the theater to see again. Um, this is oh, wow. definitely worth it. Uh, I think I think a lot of people are going to be frightened in a theater <laughs> by it, and I want that experience. So even if I know what's going to happen in the movie, <laughs> I think that this one is is definitely worth going right, to. Right. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So that's that's our number twos. So number one. Oh boy. So. <laughs> The best horror movie, no, or not even the best horror movie, the best movie I've seen all year in any genre is probably going to be a surprise to anybody who, well, probably most people, because this this movie didn't get much buzz, uh, surprisingly. Um, it's The Righteous. The Righteous. I still haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a movie that played at Fantasia last year. Um I didn't get a chance to see it. Uh, Alex reviewed it. Alex loved it, ranted and raved about it. Oh, th- this isn't this isn't last year as in 2022. This is last year as in 2021. Yeah, this is um, actually last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Alex loved it. Uh, I thought it looked really interesting. And because of how much Alex loved it, I wanted to see it even more. And I finally got the chance to see it. I, I reviewed it when it came out. Uh, this uh, yeah, when it came out this year, um, it's on the Arrow streaming service, which I think is probably the reason why it didn't get much buzz because I literally don't know anybody who has the Arrow streaming service. It's a lot bigger uh, overseas than it is here. Um, I guess that makes sense because Arrow is a UK company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but, uh, but, but at mean, least they, here in the states, they still don't hear much. My biggest issue with it is the fact that. Arrow puts out like a million movies a year and there's like not whenever I get whenever I get a a list of new stuff being released to Arrow I'm always like oh you know I wanted Mm -hmm. to see this one or I wanted to see that one yeah yeah and what ends up happening is and um 
Arrow does like two ninety nine sales on iTunes oh, yeah, yeah. every once in a while. So I'll just buy like mm-hmm. I'll just buy a couple of the movies on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So so if you so the next two ninety nine sale, I definitely recommend buying The Righteous. Uh, so for those of you who don't know what it's about, um, it's about this uh, this older middle aged couple. Um, they so. so they, they, they've adopted a, a, a girl when raising her as their daughter um, and she dies. Um, and so while they're grieving, uh, essentially this, this, this guy one day just kind of shows up on their front lawn or their back, backyard. He shows up on their property. Um, he says he's lost and injured. And so they take him in, uh, give him a place to stay for the night. Um, and initially he seems like kind of a nice guy. But then as the movie goes on, you learn that he's not there by coincidence and he's very literally the answer to their prayers, but not necessarily in a good way. And I know that's really vague, but I don't want to say any more because I'd spoil it. And part of the fun of this movie, not fun, but part of what makes the movie so great is the mystery of just what this guy is, who he is, why he's there, how he's related to this this main couple, um, and 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 just all that. Um, again, this is another movie that has great monologues. Uh, this is kind of becoming a theme. <laughs> um, I I love monologues for some reason. Um, every main character gets at least one. Like they're not long monologues like in Resurrection, but they're Every character, every main character gets at least one of them. Um, I have to say, for the first half hour or so of the movie, I thought it was pretty lackluster. But there's a part where the the guy who the random guy who shows up, he gives a monologue, and everything changes. And from then on, I was completely hooked, and it, it's fantastic. The performances are awesome. The mystery is amazing. Uh, it touches on a whole bunch of themes, um, religious themes, moral themes, grief, stuff like that. Um, it, it's just, I, I I was just blown away by this movie. Um, like I said in my review, I think this movie, or well, given that it hasn't gotten much buzz, I might be wrong about this, but when I saw it, I said I thought it was destined to be an all-time great. Um, in my mind and in my heart, it is. <laughs> But in the larger <laughs> horror fandom, um, who knows? But it's just, uh, it's it just, it, it's really more of a of a character centered movie than anything else. So it's not like you know all thrills and chills all the time. Um, but if, but if you can do kind of slower, more character centered movies, it's this movie's just ah, it's awesome. And the ending, the ending is it's not gory. But it hits really hard with the horror. So definitely, if you guys haven't seen it, I know it's on the Arrow streaming service. Um, you can probably rent it too digitally, um, but I'm not really sure. Yeah, but, you can. It's, it's on VOD. Okay, I've seen yeah. It. I've seen okay, it. yeah. Definitely, <laughs> definitely check it out. I would, I would highly recommend this one. Yeah, I think it's on my. I think it's on one of my lists. Um, it's, okay. I know for sure it's on iTunes. Okay. So, okay. Cool. Um, cool. Yeah. All right. Now I'm going to do something that JP didn't do, 
and I'm going to tell you some of my other favorite films from this year. Wait, 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 what's your, wait. Oh, in a build-up. Okay. Okay. In a build-up to my number one film of the year. Oh, I, I was going to do that later. <laughs> um, at number six is, is Huacera, uh, which should be coming out next year. And it's, uh, okay. it's also, I think they're also calling it Huacera the Bone Woman now. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, I can't remember what South American country it's from. It might, I think it might just be from Mexico. I'm not hundred percent. Um, but it's, uh, about a, a woman that's extremely, uh, jovial about her oncoming motherhood. And then all of a sudden, uh, it's it's something happens in her that she starts becoming afraid of it and she begins to attribute it to a possession. Um, Hmm. It's an interesting allegory for motherhood and uh, sort of the fear that comes along with it, as well Hmm. as a sort of stark look at um, what do you call them? Uh, Gender roles. So, um, hmm. okay. Uh, okay. that was that was very good. Uh, Annie Mitten's Harbinger would come Ooh, in at number yes. seven. Yes. Uh, just a COVID allegory for stuff that happens and sort of just getting over it. Um, mm-hmm. Real big fan of that. Um, Medusa, which is from, I think it was from Argentina, hmm. is a. I don't even know how to describe this one. <laughs> uh, Sort of eyes without a face meets uh, assassination nation or, or something like that, like to that effect. Okay. Like, okay. It's the sort of group of girls that are so indoctrinated by the the Christian culture that mm-hmm. uh, they don't realize that some of the stuff that they're doing is just falls under the guise of fascism. Uh, hmm. <laughs> interesting. interesting. Uh, really, interesting. really loved that movie. Uh, and especially as, you know, as we were talking last week about perspective differences and things Mm -hmm. like that, that's one of those movies that does that to you at the end is sort of like, just sort of shifts the perspective enough so that somebody can see something from a different angle. Mm -hmm. Uh, big fan. Um, at number, what was that? That was eight. Oh, I guess I put 11 on you. (laughs) Um, number nine, a wounded fawn. Ooh, Okay. Yeah, I did you watch it? I did. I watched it uh this weekend. Yeah. I I, I really it liked fine. it. It's um <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Like I love that sort of fever dream stuff. Mhm. Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed that and I love the allegory to the the Greek goddesses and things mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. that was uh mm-hmm. that was fun for me. Um and number 10, I guess I'll just call it a tie. <laughs> all right. All right. Um the third Saturday in October movies, which I don't know if you've seen those yet. Yeah, I've, I've never seen any of them, no. Yeah, so there were two of them. They came out, and they were showing them back to back, and they were also showing them out of order, which I thought was, like, absolutely <laughs> hilarious. So they'd huh. start with uh, the third Saturday in October 5. There is no two through four, and then they'd show the third Saturday in October part one. And I saw mm-hmm. this at a festival. It It is such a great spoof of, uh, like set like 70s movies and then like the sequels that followed in the 90s hmm. just okay fantastic uh like sort of slasher you're just gonna have a good time with these i swear to god okay. when these come okay. out you guys are gonna 
blow your minds. Um, Do you know when they're coming out? I don't know when those are coming out. I don't know. Like, okay. I don't know. When, they're still festival traveling. So mm-hmm. I saw them okay. at something recently. I almost bought a ticket so I could watch them again because <laughs> I like them. <laughs> um, okay. And then I would say at number 10, like tied at number 10 or at number 11 is Bray Grant's Torn Hearts, which is a country music film. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with Katie Siegel uh, mm-hmm. as a prominent country artist who becomes uh, a shut-in essentially and these two new breakthrough acts come to visit her and she starts turning them against each other and it is devious and marvelous and catty and awesome hmm. um okay yeah like, i haven't seen that great one. time it's super well directed and i love seeing Brad grant do well so um yeah T- torn hearts is fantastic and that's out that's out on like epics and paramount yeah. plus and mm-hmm. everything else you can yeah yeah download on so that'll bring me to my number one which i don't i don't think it's out yet i think it's still doing it's actually doing very well it's been traveling overseas it's been going into like regular festivals now as opposed to just horror movie festivals which is kind of cool um and it's called the ones you didn't burn oh really that's your number one yeah I wow. Okay. Uh, I I liked it. (laughs) I think I was the I think I was one person like that had like they sent it to first and they were like gauging my reaction to it. Mm. And it's so subtle. There's such little things that happen along the way for the build up and it sort of rocks you at the end where it's you know, it becomes this sort of it becomes this like I should probably start by telling you what it's about. <laughs> um, so after their father passes away, uh, oh, to... that, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, that's right. Oh, sorry, I, I, when, when you first mentioned it, I thought for some reason I was mixing it up with another movie, um, but I, I, I did see this one also. Yes, I okay. love this movie. Okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, after, after their dad passes away, uh, two kids return to a family farm to sell off the land. However, darker forces may be a play, uh, as they start to reanalyze relationship with their ancestors land. Uh, that's the sort of the, uh, cut and dry version from IMDb, but, um, realistically, uh, the brother is going through a, uh, problems with addiction and the sister is sort of just can't, can't take it anymore. And his sort of controlling aspects uh and and things like that sort of bring about the same it, it sort of tells the story in a weird layered version of what their father was like too so i yeah uh when this thing gets down to the end and you know there's sort of there's different things sort of happening silently that things that they don't really mention and it all comes back around. i thought that this was so well crafted um yeah it's awesome big fan big fan of this one mm-hmm. yeah yeah i saw this for um was it fright fest maybe or whatever festival it was for but yeah um to be honest i i don't remember the specifics too much um because it, it was months ago and i only saw it once but yeah this it, was it, a, it, this was another one for me where i i finished watching it and i ended up uh 
watching it again. I, I think it was. Okay. I don't think it was right away, but it was maybe five minutes after. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, um. But yeah, no, I, I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I I think for this one when it started, like initially, I wasn't too high on it, but it 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 it, it won me over pretty quickly, and by the end of it, I was I was all in. Yeah, it it's a great story that. If I remember correctly, it doesn't do exactly what you think it's going to do. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. it, it's um, it's sort of a little bit uh, it's a little ethereal, but it's also really mm-hmm. um, you don't it, it sort of sets itself up like a drama, and then at the end of it, it kind of like all comes together, like and you go, oh, like, mm-hmm. and sort of all the pieces sort of start fitting together, and it's yeah, it is yeah. it's. Uh, it's really good. And when I, I had talked to um, Estelle Gerard Parks uh, over email, uh, they were the ones that sent it to me, was the directors, uh, Estelle okay. Gerard Parks and uh, Elise Finnerty. And um, I think that they had said something like they did all this in a matter of a few weeks. They were just so tired of COVID that they just wanted to do something. So hmm. they found a farm and made a movie and i was like oh wow that's such a that's such a good story it's <laughs> such a good movie it came that's out awesome. so well yeah, yeah. yeah it did mm-hmm. awesome. so yeah um that's that's my number one and now um now on to the worst movies of <laughs> do we really need to do this <laughs> no not really but if if you had if you had movies that you could just removed from your skull is there any movie this year that you were just like oh my god i wish i had that time back halloween ends oh man no i i was above board no man halloween ends okay i was legitimately angry at that movie for a week after watching it (laughs) i get that i i I hated that movie i think not only what was it just bad but on top of being bad, it disrespected Michael Myers completely. And when I say that, I don't just mean that he wasn't in it much. I mean, when he was in it, it, it disrespected him. And it, it, it just, yeah. don't, don't get me started. We, we, could, we could spend a whole episode talking about why this movie sucks so much. Maybe that will happen in 2023. Uh, well, since you hate me, it probably will. Yeah. <laughs> you know... Maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would say the the I I've really got just like maybe a handful of movies that I really just hated that I watched in twenty twenty two. And that's the thing is I don't really hate movies. Like they're just either not for me at that time or maybe there's just but these are these are movies that I would say don't don't watch. Um <laughs> The Curse of Love had a sola. What? Yeah, yeah, that was a movie. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Um, it's about these kids that go camping and then they get attacked by something. It is bland. Uh, the the only person there's actually a couple of people in this movie. Actually, now that I'm thinking of it, I mean, I'm I'm sure there are a couple of people in it. There's a couple of people in every movie, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean, like people that you notice. Um, oh, okay. Patrick Walker, who was in Gaslight last year with uh, Julia Roberts. I didn't see that one. Uh, it was it was on stars it was a tv show um yeah i, I watch a lot oh, of stuff. okay um yeah and it, it just it's just forever 
<laughs> like you think it's just going to be this fun, like sort of, you know, pseudo stalker, like whatever movie. And it's just, it's just forever. Um, so that mm. was one of my least favorite films. Uh, Scare Zone, I think was everybody's Ooh. least favorite film. Uh, or Thankfully Tessa. I did not watch that one. It's also their least favorite film of 2009 when the movie actually came, like, was made. Um, <laughs> it's so bad, it's the worst movie of two years. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't couldn't fill one, had to fill two. Oh, <laughs> um, oh man. Beyond that, uh, you know, there was, there was a movie that came out at festivals that I wouldn't normally give a lot of sort of credence to like just sort of hold bite my tongue or whatever on on it but i i really just there was something about this movie that i just didn't get and so many people love it some you know some people are saying oh it's the requiem of a dream for um horror films and i'm like i don't i don't necessarily think that's true it's called all jacked up and full of worms oh Um, i i didn't see that one don't <laughs> um, okay. I didn't, it, it didn't do it for me let's put it that way and um like i said there's a lot of people out there that really like it for me i was the exact opposite and i heard that it was super divisive like going mm. into it i knew it was super divisive but i just did not like i this movie does a couple of things that just upset me like not even like i can't even say like it was just upsetting and that that was sort of the worst part and mm. i just and um finally the last movie that i have on this list is i just watched it last week and i think that's why it's just fresh in my head um the visitor it's um it was on epics it was an epics and blumhouse original film oh one of those uh it's a it's the southern gothic you know how like um a traveler comes from far away and they see like the story of themselves being at this place and they're like why am i in the story and um then it's like oh well you don't want to know anymore or you're gonna get yourself killed and you know people keep telling him this and of course he stays too long and gets himself killed <laughs> like it's just all right all right the thing is is that it was so one beat there was not like a secondary plot going on there was nothing else like it was just this like like this is the story and that's all you're getting and you're just like okay but i, I saw this before it was called the skeleton key or uh I don't know. There's, there's like ten thousand of them. Jezebel, um, mm-hmm. Abattoir. Like, there's a million movies that are just the same. <laughs> and I'm mm-hmm. just like, you, you didn't do anything different, and you didn't try. So here we go. Um, so th- that's it. Those are my worst films. And now that we have five minutes left, on to 2023. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So an entire year in five minutes. So, uh, all right. So, um. As far as anticipated movies, so I'm gonna start with one. Uh, you know what? You want to just do this, like, uh, or ha- how have you organized your list? Do you have? I just got a list. It's like literally, it's in list. order. It's it's January to okay. So let, let's just do that. So in January, uh, for me, the big draw is Infinity Pool in January. Oh, for me too. Um, yeah, this that's, is uh, that's one of my absolute. That's, yeah, that yeah. might even be my top one anticipated movie right now. Yeah, I've, been waiting, a, I've been waiting a full year since I first heard about it. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. I've been checking on it at points during the year. <laughs> yeah, so that's, yeah, that's that's yeah, yeah. where I'm at. Yeah, so um, for, for those of you who don't know, Infinity Pool is the new movie from uh, Brandon Cronenberg. 
uh, David Cronenberg's son. Uh, he did Possessor back in 2020, which was awesome. Um, that was probably trailer, my favorite movie of that year. <laughs> uh, that wasn't quite my favorite, but it was, it was one of the best, definitely. Yeah. Um, you can find the trailer on, uh, for it on Horror Obsessive uh, and nowhere else, I promise. Um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> That's a good uh, point. Yeah, but the, the the trailer just it doesn't really tell us much about what the movie's about. I mean, it kind of does, but you can tell that there's a lot more to it than what we than what we know, and it looks crazy and awesome. So yes, Infinity Pool. It comes out in theaters on January twenty seventh. Um, do you have anything coming up next? <laughs> well, um, there's also this this one about this. Uh little girl who's actually a robot called megan ah yes yes <laughs> that comes out a little bit before it yeah that that's january, january 6th, 6th mm-hmm. along with uh the pale blue eyes which is a netflix uh netflix movie. Yeah, yeah uh it's out now in theaters apparently but it's well uh, it's, it's out in there. very limited theaters yeah so it's like but it New looks York good <laughs> yeah. yeah the trail looks good but you know i think it's so, trying to get nominated is, is what it is, is what i think i mean is. i think it's trying to get yeah. like steal yeah. some Oscars which, which I um, guess is a good thing because because if Netflix is willing to put its movie in theaters even for a little bit that means that they probably have faith in it yeah hopefully well, that's why they did it with Glass Onion too they put it in for a month yeah 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 although this one's not out for a month but still yeah but we'll see I mean Netflix movies are kind of hit or miss um, I think their horror movies tend to be a little bit better than other genres but they're you mean still other pretty channels hilarious. or whatever? Other distributors? No, 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 no. I've, I've, uh, what, what I mean is Netflix original movies oh, oh, they're tend original. to be better okay. than their original movies in other genres, which isn't saying much, but still. So I don't know. When, we'll see. When I normally dive into the Netflix pool of uh, horror films, I, I'm also looking at like the Spanish films and the uh, you know other countries' films because a lot of times you're going to find something – better like that they're going to get the rights to from overseas than than they mm-hmm. are here so like i that know, yeah I yeah. That. Um, yeah let's see this is what i i've just got them in order so i'm just gonna because we're mm-hmm. we're kind of running out of time we got uh the yeah. offering on 113 um a okay. family struggling with loss finds himself at the mercy of an ancient demon trying to destroy them from the inside um that looked pretty good uh i think hal has uh is getting a screener so he yeah. should have something up for that. Um, then Skinnamarink is coming out that same week. Uh, yep. I we both, well, I definitely it's definitely <laughs> on his anticipated list, and it's definitely yes, on my yes. must watch. List. I can't wait to see this one. So go watch, go watch that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, making the list, it's not a movie, but The Last of Us, the HBO series, uh, oh, will be yeah. on one fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely am going to be checking that out because I like watching the game. I can't play it because it terrifies me, but <laughs> I'm okay. bad at horror okay. video games. Um, there's something wrong with the children on 117. Uh, first Blumhouse movie of the year. Um, it's uh, it's another hole in the ground changeling film. Uh, kids fall into a pit and come back weird. Mm-hmm. Um. Alice Darling on 120, starring Anna Kendrick. Uh, it looks a little bit more on the drama end, but we figured we'd mention it here because, well, being in relationships with bad people is scary. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so Alan Starling. And then um, Missing on 120 as well from the director of Searching. Uh, they're keeping this one under wraps. So we're, we're not really... It's saying that it's a horror thriller, but we'll find out, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Unwelcome, which uh, was supposed to come out in March of last year, has found oh, wait, its that, way. That's actually coming oh. out? Really? It says January 27th. <laughs> I have not heard that. I I just got, I just saw it today. If you look on IMDb, it says January 27th. Okay. Um, wow. But you and I were both on this one because I thought this looked pretty good too about the yeah. family that moves into a cottage at the end of the street. Everything looks perfect except for the trolls that live across the street that have to be fed. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's a you know minor flaw. It's an interesting sort of... <laughs> uh, I think it's got some uh, vespers of gremlins as well as like just the idea of being neighborly attached to it. And mm-hmm. I hope that that's mm-hmm. kind of the case because that could be kind of fun. Um, yeah. And after that, Infinity Pool 127. Knock at the yeah. Cabin on 2-3, the yeah. M. Night Shyamalan film with Dave yeah. um, That looks <laughs> very good. I will be it looks that interesting, good. yeah. I mean, Shyamalan, uh, he's very hit or miss. I think his last two movies, Glass and Old, while I've liked them, they weren't nearly as good. Or neither one of them was nearly as good as I wanted them to be. Um <laughs> I laughed a I, lot through Old. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I did. I mean, Old, I, I, like I said, I, I liked it, but I wasn't a huge fan of it. Uh, the thing it about really this is good. that this, the source material on this is very good. I've had a lot of people tell me that the um, writer on this one uh, is is very good. So I'm I'm po- keeping a positive frame of mind. Okay. I thought about reading the book, too, ahead of time just to sort of get a grip mm, you know, mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's something I'm looking forward to. And then we have um, okay. this isn't a very complete list. January is probably the most. Uh, okay, okay. Well, we we, so we don't really have time to go through. Yeah, every right. Movie. right. <laughs> Scream six on March. Oh, 10th. I can't wait. I can't wait right. for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the the last Scream movie from earlier this year was fantastic. So I I have full confidence that Scream six is going to be just as good, if not better. I'm, I'm staying mildly optimistic, but I am excited. I'm gonna watch it. Mm-hmm. I like Scream, so yeah. yeah. Uh, Sixty-five, which is being touted as a uh, adventure sci-fi film, but because it's from producer Sam Raimi and the writers of The Quiet Place, uh, I think it's gonna have some horror elements in it. Yeah, well, so, that's why yeah, we so, can't mention it. Yes, yeah, well, so I did an article about the trailer uh, a week or two ago. And it's 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 a dinosaur movie. So basically, these people go back in time. Um, I think unwittingly, if I remember correctly, and they end up in prehistoric times. They got to fight against dinosaurs, basically, like a land of the lost thing. <laughs> kind of. Um, and these dinosaurs, at least from the trailer, they look terrifying. Right, so cool. it looks like a legitimate horror movie, just with a sci-fi premise. You know. Nice. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm no, excited. I, I, still I still haven't seen the trailer. I gotta. I should get yeah, on yeah. that at some point. Check it out. At horrorobsessive.com. Um, at there. horrorobsessive.com. <laughs> uh, what do you have next? Redfield on 414, oh, starring I'm, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that. Um, I, I like I like Nicolas Cage. I can't. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> I just, and, I, 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 and I love the Dracula story, so any new Dracula movie, um, I'm there for it. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. 
Um, Evil Dead Rise on April 21st. Mm-hmm. Um, this know. is my number one. Most That's it? That's the one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, so for me, the Evil Dead franchise is the greatest horror franchise of all time. So any new Evil Dead movie, I'm there for. And if I remember correctly, I think this one's supposed to be in continuity with the original trilogy and the show, right? And the show, yes. Um, yeah, which is which interesting. has given me. I've I've kind of had this vibe to like pick the show back up and watch it before the because I've seen the movies like a million times. I mean, we just oh, yeah. watched them a month ago for the for yeah, yeah. two months ago now. Wow, this we're really yeah. we're really crushing this <laughs> podcast and thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna pick, try to pick it up and mm-hmm. and yeah, go into it with Great show. with the eyes Great open. Show. So, um, all right. After that, May fifteenth, he killed in ecstasy. It doesn't say what it's about. I just really liked saying <laughs> that title out loud. Um, hey, you know, if you get a kill, might as well do it in ecstasy. I guess might as well. Yeah, <laughs> I killed him, but I, it was fun. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's the ecstasy defense. You know, it was. It was <laughs> Oh, what I need to not think. I'm like, I'm like, what is this all over the floor? Well, it's ecstasy. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. What's right, this? Then. Blood. <laughs> all right. Um, Insidious Chapter Five: Fear of the Dark on oh, July seventh. You know, I I haven't liked the last two Insidious movies, but I'm excited for this one because Patrick- I think this one. Yeah, exactly. Patrick Wilson. I almost said Patrick Stewart, but Patrick Wilson is directing it. <laughs> Um, and it's it's going to go back to the Lambert family, just like the first two. So hopefully it brings the franchise back to its former glory. If this um, one can take things from, from all of them and sort of like keep it all together, it could, it could be potentially fantastic. The thing is, yeah. is that this movie has been in pre-production for like, I don't know, three or four years now. Um, hmm. I've definitely had, like, I did a, like, roundup a couple of years ago on, on stuff that was coming out, and Insidious 5 was on it. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> good to see it's finally happening. Finally actually happening, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm Last Voyage of the, Dem- of the Demeter on August yeah, yeah. 11th. Oh, wait, wait, you um, missed one, you missed one. On August 4th, The Meg 2. Oh, you know what's funny is I did look that up and I was like, I didn't see the Meg one. <laughs> I didn't see the Meg. Oh, it's funny because I love the sh- I love the shark movies. I really oh, do. <laughs> I never the saw Meg, the Meg. The Meg. It's not a good movie per se, but yeah, it's, I, it's I a mean, really fun time. But yeah, okay. So it should have been rated August R. Right? The Meg Two yeah. with yeah, yeah, Jason Statham, and it's it's directed by Ben Wheatley. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I know. That's so weird. Of, of all, is it gonna be? Is it gonna be like a folk horror shark movie? I mean, <laughs> yeah. If it yeah. ends like like the goddamn uh, Wicker Man, then we know that it's a Ben Wheatley. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly, make, now exactly. I'm now I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> um, okay. Last voyage of the uh, Demeter on August 11th uh, yep, from the director another... of Scary Stories. Another, and another Dracula movie. Uh, Autopsy of Jane Doe, yeah. Um, wait, based on wait, oh, wait. a single chapter, the captain's log from Bram Stoker's yeah, yeah. Dracula. Yeah, like I said, you know, any any Dracula story, um, I'm there for. Okay. And on wait, you August, said was... also on 
Wait, you said it was directed by Andre Overdahl? Oh, yeah, it yes. is. Oh, yeah. you know, he, he's awesome. Yeah, so, I like him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's great. So even more reason to be excited about that one. There you go. Uh, August 11th also has The Haunted Mansion. That's the one to leave the kids at while you go see Last mm. Voyage of <laughs> Demeter. Yep, <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. um, uh, on September 8th, we have The Nun 2, Ooh. The Nunning. Um, I don't on, think that's the, the name, but... No, it's going to be. It's, it's like Highlander. <laughs> you know, it's The Quickening, The Nunning. Uh, the Nunning, okay. Yeah, The Nunning. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was not a fan of the first nun, but I'm neither. excited for this one. <laughs> it's it's so cut up. It's so it's so like off like focused. It's weirdly detached. I don't know. Um, something about that movie is just it's it didn't work right. Yeah, yeah, but I think I think this one has potential. If if the so my thinking is if the Annabelle spinoff could if the Annabelle spinoff franchise could pick up after the first one, the nun spinoff franchise can do the same thing. Oh yeah. I'm hoping I, tell so. myself. I mean, it's such a good concept. Like, I mean, oh, you yeah. and I both know, cause we're anti nun. This is the anti nun podcast. <laughs> I wouldn't um, quite say I'm anti nun. But... <laughs> well, you know, our fans that listened to the last episode, you know, the one that's out there, um, oh, yeah, they, I'm, I'm... they get that joke. It's just a joke. We're not anti nun. <laughs> I mean, Sean might think he's a terrible person, but, you know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Finally, uh, we're we're down to the wire here. Uh, Saw X on October 27th. Um, I don't know how they're going to do what they want to do in that one. Um, I have no hope on that one, but it'll be fun. We'll we'll have fun. I I, I haven't seen a new Saw movie in ages, so probably not going to check that one out. All right, there's also a movie called Listen Carefully coming out on Halloween, uh, and it's about uh, bank manager Andy McNeary, uh, who, when his baby goes missing, must follow the instructions of a mysterious voice on the other end of the baby monitor to get his baby back. Hmm. Um, that, All right. that looks interesting. Um, and right. Spaceless on December 15th, directed by Gore Verbinski. Man wakes up inside a spacesuit, tumbling helplessly through space with a computer designate, uh, the designed not designated, designed to keep him company until his air runs out, trying to solve the mystery of his death. All and right. also in 2023, maybe, Maxine. Um, oh, um, I can't wait for that one. <laughs> it, oh, says it's in, it says it's in production now, so odds are good yeah, that yeah. this one will be out before the end of the year. My guess is it'll yeah, probably yeah. be out. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, yeah, follows Maxine, the only survival of the bloody incidents of X. Um, yeah, can't wait. Can't wait. True Haunting. A uh, terrifying story of the first televised exorcism on NBC in 1971. Uh, hmm. The NBC News segment was a success. The exorcism was not. And it stars <laughs> the boys Aaron Moriarty and Stranger Things' Jamie Campbell Bauer. Uh, Ooh, okay. The Deliverance also is going to show up in 2023, directed by Oscar-nominated Lee Daniels. A family living in a home in Indiana discovers strange demonic occurrences that convince them and the community that the house is a portal to hell. And finally, okay. and I have to do this because, well, I'm an executive producer on it, Live Screamers. <laughs> I don't know when it's coming out. <laughs> Wait, so you're an executive producer on it? Yeah, yeah. So um, I did an interview with uh, Michelle Ian. I'm going to butcher her name right now. Ianu Odo. I, I think I did it right. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Michelle, if I didn't. Um, and, yeah, so I decided to use her movie. Um, cool. And cool. 
yeah, I can't wait. If you guys haven't seen the original, it's on. It's on Amazon. You can rent it for ninety nine cents, and it's it, it sounds it sounds really. Um, whenever I pitch it to people, it does. It sounds a little boxed in, a little isolated. It's it's about a Twitch, um, like a gamer, a gamer on Twitch, basically. Um, playing a video game for people and everything is told from him. So it's one person doing the entire movie. And then there's some people writing in underneath and he's playing the game and it's set up just like, um, any of those game channels, any YouTube or, or that. So he's responding to the thing. Meanwhile, the game is haunted and it like keeps making him do stuff. People in his chat start going missing. It's fun. It's, and it's a really good time. And, I saw this movie in the pandemic and it kind of like for, for being super liminal and very low budget, I loved it. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, so I, um, what's funny is, uh, Michelle contacted me and we did an interview for this movie that was coming out. It was during her Kickstarter campaign for it and I signed on to it. So cool. Cool. Yeah, I'm super looking forward to it. I can't wait to see it. I know it's going to be good. Uh, Michael Smallwood from Halloween Ends is in it. Uh, not Halloween Ends, Halloween uh, Kills. Oh, that's Kills. a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So, so I, so I would add two movies to that. Um, sure. Number one is in on December twentieth, we have the new Ghostbusters sequel coming out. Um, I love Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's one of my favorite movies of 2021. Um, so I can't wait for that new sequel. Uh, I don't think we really know anything about it yet, but we'll find out soon enough. And uh, Salem's Lot should be coming out oh, next yeah. year. That was supposed to come out this year, but Warner Brothers took it off Pushed the release it. schedule for some reason. It doesn't well, currently have a release date. For money, date. because David Zaslav is a madman. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, you know they took it out the release date. It doesn't currently have a release a release date yet. Um, but it'll probably come out next year. I can't really see them pushing it beyond next year into 2024. I, I don't think that would make any sense. Um, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's uh, written and directed by um, oh, I'm drawing a blank on the guy's name. He did uh, he directed Annabelle Comes Home. Um, I'm drawing a blank on it. Anyway, so but keep an eye out for that one. Um, that should be good. Uh, the novel is pretty good, really good. The uh, 1970s Toby Hooper miniseries on it was really good. So hopefully this one will be really good too. Um, yeah, I. You know what's funny is I just saw the the sequel. Oh, Return to Salem's Lot. Yeah, which is very. I've never seen cheese. that one. Okay. Um, Samuel Fuller is probably the best part of it. It's just it's very it's very like it's okay. It's kind of fun. Okay. All right, um, all right, that's better than what I've heard about it. Did you say Animo Comes Home, director? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, there it is. Uh, he oh, the, 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 that it. was Gary Doberman, right? Now that Gary Doberman. Yeah, 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 that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's also written a few Conjuring movies, I think. Um, it says that he it says the writer on it. Does it. Maybe he is the director on it. He also um, wrote the screenplay for Last Train in New York, which is the train that we saw in... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's, uh, that's true probably be coming out next year as well so we can oh, <laughs> talk about that too um yeah, definitely. yeah so plenty of stuff coming up in 2023 we're definitely yeah. excited for it 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I just tried to do a quick uh, run through of stuff I could find. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that yeah, was, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. Um, All right. So, uh, Sean, do you want to tell people about what we're doing next time? Oh, yes. We have we have a special treat in store for you. Uh, next time, uh, two weeks from you here in this podcast, we will have a special guest uh, with us. Um, the director of Crabs, Pierce Burles Homer. I I always just butchering names. Um, Burles Heimer. There we go. Um, <laughs> he'll be on with us, and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do his film. He hasn't told us what the film is yet, though. <laughs> so so okay. I'm probably going to get with him right after this podcast, so we can yeah, find yeah. out uh, what he wants us to watch. And- uh, all right, and hopefully uh, we can know. Hopefully, we'll know what movie to watch in time for me to put that into the the article about this podcast episode. So, if you guys check out on horrorobsessive.com, this website that you know you should probably read because it's awesome. Um, but you know, we have articles about the podcast every every episode. So, hopefully, on there we'll be able to say what movie we'll be watching next time. I- I think you should get like a banner for your background that just says uh, horrorobsessive.com on it. Just like, yeah, but nobody can see it. (laughs) Yeah, but this is a podcast. Nobody can see it. Yeah, but I mean, we're probably going to do these on YouTube at some point. Also, check out our YouTube channel, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you should do that. (laughs) See how I did that? (laughs) Good job, Sean. I'm proud of you. Yeah, right? That was smooth. Yeah, yeah. One time in my life, I was smooth. I'm glad I chose this moment. I mean, you know, could have chosen better. Yeah, right. All right. All right. Uh, This was fun. This was fun. Yeah, yeah. All right, JP. I'm going to go watch The Righteous now. Oh, you do that. And let me know what you think. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I will see you, Sean, and you guys will hear us in two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye.